Oh, he said, am I alive? Oh, and we're alive. I'm like, that comes at air. Do you know, I wish I had that sign that says on air. (laughs) 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 But you know, our mics light up though. And like, you know, like in that radio station, they have like that, it lights up in it as well. Yeah, and they're like three, two. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You never say the wash. How are you today? I'm alright, thank you. Today's been an interesting day. The week is going quickly. I'm not mad at it. The week is going quickly, but January is dragging. I oh, know, you know what? January always takes 10 years to end. Yeah. Yes. And then you get February, which is like super short. Yeah. And is this year's not a leap year, is it? No. So it'll be. When was the last time you even had a leap year? I can't even remember. 2020 was supposed to be a leap year, but I think. Yeah, I don't know. I think that's admitted because obviously it was a shitty year. So no one even remembers that we had an extra day in February because COVID came. <laughs> <laughs> a month later, COVID came and wiped everybody out, mate. Bloody hell. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah, that was a crazy time. It seems like so long ago as well. I know. I've been spending two years. I've been waiting two years to like go on holiday. But okay. I don't think it's happening anytime soon. We'll see. Um, anyway, uh, hi everyone, welcome to the Rated Podcast. This is the podcast where we discuss everything music and urban music and pop music. I'm Olivade. And I'm Carl CNN. And today we're going to give you another rundown of hot topics, fire topics of the week. I think, yeah, it's pretty much all all that's happened during this week, I think. Um, so yeah, we're going to give you the, the lowdown, the lowdown and dirty. Why does it have to be dirty? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> um, but firstly, did you hear that our girl, our babe, our new babe, our new R&B babe, Muni Long, is top 40? Yes. So I saw on socials, I'm really happy for her because she's indie. So she's going to be making most of that money herself. I know. It's so nice to see like an independent artist actually doing well. Yeah, it's rare, isn't it? Like, I feel like a lot of the time like, it's difficult for them to, like, actually chart on the charts. So it's nice yeah. that she's... A top 40 placement is really a big achievement. And, yeah, I don't know. I feel like she's been smart. I was thinking the other day, like... I think I was speaking to you the other day, and I was like, she posted her own um, YouTube karaoke, like, version of Hours and Hours for people to sing along to. Yeah. And I thought that was really smart. Because, obviously, people that do covers are always looking for... A version to sing along to so for her to post her own she was like thinking one step ahead or her team were so what on to her. instagram um engagement in general is really good because mm. every day i see a new post from her or, or like she like shares someone's video or she always posts a story or something or mm. um it's just really good it's like she's really putting in the work to promote this song yeah so and, it, and it's obviously paying off because as i keep looking at um the youtube views as well on the video Mm. and the other day i looked and it was at four million i believe mm. and this week it's at 6.6 that's good and the so streams going gone, up. yeah the streams have gone up as well i think when i looked the other day it was like seven million and i looked again today it's at nine million and then like it's like top 20 on like itunes so she's doing well on like all avenues which is really good and then like she said like in terms of social media i watched her interview on hot 97 the other day and yeah. she was basically saying that like She's had to, like, basically develop thick skin because of a lot of the comments people make about her. And she's the one that's seen them on social media and stuff. So people might cuss her and say that her song's whack or that she's not, I don't know, pretty and stuff like that. But she just said she's learned to, like, to kind of deal with those kind of comments. Because she knows, like... Why why do people say stuff like that? Like, she's definitely not ugly and she can sing and her song's bangs, so... Yeah, people are mad, Oliver, on the internet. Like, they're just mad. And I think, you know, the thing we talk about when it's, like, just so accessible as a celebrity on the internet. And because... She's not obviously she's got like her followers are growing and growing, so she's got hundreds of thousands of followers and it's going up and up. But like obviously the more she continues to grow in terms of following, the more maybe hateful comments you might get. But then I'm like I'm sure the less you'll probably see them because I'm sure there'll be more positivity and more like, Oh, I love this song, I love this and that instead of that. So yeah, but she's active on social media. She knows the door, man. I think she's been in the industry for quite a long time under different you know, under her real name and writing for long, a long time. So she knows the deal and she knows what she's doing. So I'm happy that it's working out for her this time around. Yeah, I wonder why she didn't use her real name when she became a singer. 
I think she did when she like so she initially released released music. She was signed, I think she said in two thousand and nine. So she was in her twenties, early twenties. And that her name's like Priscilla Renee. And so I think yeah. she wanted to like disassociate and disattach herself from that her original, you know, run through in the industry with her real name. So she said that she even found people to work with her that didn't know who Priscilla Renee was. Oh, because she didn't want, yeah, she just wanted something separate and people different that didn't really know about her prior. And she said also that she had an issue with people like saying, yeah, like we'll work with you, but then like, can you also write us this song? And she said she didn't want that as well because people know that she used to write a lot of hit songs for people. And instead of focusing on her project and her music, they'll try and say, yeah, yeah, they'll be like, let's you trade, we'll trade you one. If you write us one, we'll do something for you kind of thing. She's like, no, she doesn't want to that. So yeah, the interview was good though. She listened to it on Hot 97. Yeah, I'll give it a listen because I'm so like invested in her right now. Yeah, she's me too. Really <laughs> making the waves, and you know, like every year, there's always that one artist who like just comes out of nowhere. And obviously, she became, she was like in the industry, but like, yeah, it seems like she just came out of nowhere and like making the rounds. I guess like two years ago it was Summer Walker, and now that's it's, like, true. Muni Long. Yeah, that's true. There's always like a break breakthrough in an artist. Yeah, and it's a, such a good song. So, and also her. I listened, I briefly listened to her EP or yeah. album. EP? I don't even know what, I think it's, a, I don't know, either or. Know, one of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I really like Just Beginning. Yeah. It's a nice and, song. And also the one you liked, Sneaky Link, I listened to that today actually. And I liked it. Yeah, she's got a lot of good songs. I like that fact that like, a lot of people are putting her on as well. Because Doja did a, she likes doing a live and then she posted herself singing along to. Sneaky Link, innit? So yeah. That's what I don't know. So that's, that's a fun song. And some so. singer that she... I don't know if you know her, but her name's Inaya. Inaya. Yes. She used, she, used, she used to sing on Instagram. And she's, like, one of my favourite R&B artists. Like, I love her music and her voice. Yeah. And she did, like, a remix to um, Hours and Hours. It was about, it was about her baby. But she was holding him, innit? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's so creative as well. She's another mad talent. I have some of her songs on my phone. But I'm I love looking her. for her to blow, to be honest. Yeah, she like, well, you know what? I think she's doing like Instagram and social media just helps her so much because obviously she wasn't yeah. on that before and now she's got like a couple million followers. So I know she's making some sort of money. She actually from... had a moderate hit with Sugar Daddy. I don't know if you remember. Yes, I've heard that song. Yeah. Because like, that's like her biggest, um, not, I wouldn't say selling, but her biggest song. Because it's like, it's got like 40 million views on YouTube. Yeah, it's good. So, she's really creative. Like, and she's good at writing and turning like, one one song that's already about something into something else. She's got that like talent to do that. So mm-hmm. yeah, we stand in Naya Lamis. Talented, very talented. <laughs> <laughs> in other news, um, the weekend and Ghana have been fighting for the number one spot on the Hot One Hundred, not the Hot One Hundred, mm-hmm. Two Hundred album charts. And... You know what? Yeah, sorry. You know when like, so when someone drops an album. Yeah. And then, like, they report that some they're like they're battling for number one. The, the person that they're battling with, I just never know that they even, they even have the album. <laughs> As in, I was just gonna say, like, when you told me we were talking about this and you said something about Gunner, I said, huh? I said that, always, that always happens, like, literally every single time. <laughs> I, was like, I didn't even know. Album, apparently, this one album just comes out of nowhere. Yeah, it happens a lot though. So the person that you think will be like number one doesn't end up being number one. They end up getting, and in this case, Gunna, um, was the number one spot. But apparently, it was only like two thousand copies of their CDs that differentiated. So like, Gunna sold one fifty k, and the weekend sold one hundred and forty eight k, which is surprising because I thought he would have sold more than that. Yeah, I'm not. I guess it was to do with the, you know, what we said last week about the, um, the distribution. Oh yeah, so you did say yeah. So like he hasn't put out physical copies, so he'll yeah. be number one eventually, I'm sure. But yeah, because he's definitely going to put out the physical copies. I think, like be... you said, you said that he's going to do something similar to Beyonce. Yeah, and then he'll be number one. Yeah, I think once he adds that into the fold for next week, he'll probably be number one for maybe a couple of weeks or so. So you're right, but um. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I was thinking, like, why did he only sell, like, 148? Yeah, because the number's really low, isn't it? It seems low for him as well. But then I thought he had big streaming numbers, generally, because I thought he's he's well-streamed. Like, everyone, his singles would do very, very well. So I was assuming that, you know, that would translate into his sales. But, yeah, as you said, let's see what happens when the albums are added on, when they are released physically. But then again, like, this album is not really followed by, like, a massive hit like his other albums were. 
Mm. Like the last album, um, he's he I can't remember what the album was called, but Bland and Lights, the one that was Bland and Lights was on. That was like a massive mega hit um before he dropped the album. So I guess that kind of puts interest onto the actual album. And then before that he had like Starboy. Yeah. Um but this time he hasn't there's no like hit because he was like as a surprise release. So that's the thing, yeah. There's no definitive hit until like he picks out a particular single. Which I don't know what he's gonna go for, but I listened to the album the other day and it's very um eighties inspired. Um and I, I can get that down with is... the funk. What you say? That seems like his path like an like eighties. Yeah. Funk. And I mean I'm here for the funk, but like it's like really eighties, like proper like I don't know, it's a soundtrack. It reminds me of like some sort of 80s film soundtrack. It's very old sounding. But um, I like some of the songs that I heard. There's one with Lil Wayne on there that's nice. And there's one with Tyler, the creator, which is quite nice as well. So there's a couple of songs that I like so far. So I'm sure he'll go with one of those songs as the next single, just because Tyler, the creator, has got a big um, following at the moment as well. And Lil Wayne is Lil Wayne, so yeah. I didn't realise how much people actually still love Lil Wayne until it was mm-hmm. like... I was listening to some other podcasts and they were like big, like proper, like giving Lil Wayne his accolades. Mm. And I mean, I used to like a few Lil Wayne songs back in the day, but like, I can't say that I've listened much to his new stuff. And I'm not really, I was never really like a, a, a fan fan. So yeah, yeah, I mean, I get, I get, I guess he did a lot for the rap community, but hip hop community, but for me, for me, <laughs> I don't know. I guess his accolades are like up there. But you know when you just like, I don't want to say I don't agree, but it's just. So what you're saying is, you ain't feeling his accolades. You ain't giving him his flowers. I just don't. Maybe because I don't check for him like that, but like I just don't see him making the waves that people say that he is. Yeah, you know what he's established himself as one of the like the more so influential rappers of our time, Um, and I think, you know, this, this typical case of like his older stuff, like may proceed, may like proceed proceed may outweigh like the category the, what am i trying to say his older <laughs> stuff <laughs> his older stuff a lot of people for like his carter albums are like some of the blueprints of like rap and hip-hop and stuff so they're like held in a high regard in terms of his music anyway but then i don't know in like the recent music but like whenever i hear like a wayne feature i'm always like yeah he's one of those people who will always be relevant and always be sought after for collaboration no matter what you know what i mean so yeah yeah he's like, up there when i think of a wayne feature these days i just think of because he, he always features on a nikki song <laughs> like all the time <laughs> that's, what, that's most of the time yeah. where, where i hear Lil wayne is on a nikki song so <laughs> yeah I, um, that's like family ties though isn't it? you know the ones that when you're like on the same label and you like i mean he brought her into the industry essentially she would say so it's like they're they've got that love for each other. They always collaborate, like Beyonce and Jay Z, almost obviously, but they're not dating kind of thing. Yeah, where they will always work with each other. So yeah, yeah, boy. Um, I actually haven't listened to the album by the way. The weekend, you haven't? Or have you? <laughs> no, I haven't. Uh, um, and now that you said that it's like eighties, given eighties, I I don't know if I if I'm really that intrigued to listen. <laughs> I, know, I hope I haven't put you off. There's actually a few good songs on there. I can't lie, like. I found usually I'm, you know I'm ignorant to like new ish things a lot of the time I'm very like set in my old my old school before 2010 ways but yeah. um I would say that it's got a couple of nice songs on there that would you probably I'll, like I'll so, give it a listen but yeah. I think I said to you the other day I think out of all the eras for music um apart from like Whitney maybe and mm-hmm. a few like Michael songs um 80s is just not really my biggest yeah it's not my ultimate fave you know <laughs> I, I like a few songs but like when uh, the era as a whole like that that particular sound that it has is just not really what i really vibe with yeah no i feel you because even like thinking about the rap songs they had like a certain sound as well like 80s rap was very like like it has a typical cadence to it it's just so like high school like yeah one i don't know why and like the sing the songs like I mean the singing songs are singing songs, R and B pop. I don't know. I wouldn't say they sounded the same. Like I wouldn't say like the Whitney and Madonna sounded the same at that time, but But they were very like synth what's the word synthy? Like synth Yeah, like synth synth pop, guitar. Like, yeah. That particular that particular like guitar like sound. Yeah. That I keep like um relating to it. But yeah, he's not my fave. So I mean he's not the, he he and Bruno Mars are doing this funk thing recently. 
I like Bruno's more though. Like Bruno's is more like it's seventies like funk or whatever. So, but I prefer Bruno's is more like it's it's old school, but it's it's still modernized. Whereas the weekend's beats are like very, like as you said, they're synthy and they're very like the whole album is very like. There's one eighty song here that there's like plays on adverts, and I don't know what it's called, but I just think no. Oh yeah. That, it just that? reminds me of like that whole time period, his whole album. Like it's just so funkified. <laughs> yeah, I get exactly what you mean. And that's what just puts me off. But I mean, I can give it a go. Yeah. <laughs> I mean he's trying to make it modern and stuff. So and it some of the songs it does work well, but some of them are just like um I can't even like I tried. I How did. many songs on the album? Um, I think there's about ten to twelve, I can't remember specifically. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, so it's not too too long. If I'm mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'll give it a go. And you listen, you listen to the Gun album a bit. Um, literally, like today, I've just been listening to a little bit of it. So no, but I listened to the whole, like maybe like two songs, fully today. And one was the Chloe and his song, which was interesting because it's a sample. You know, I love a sample. So yeah, I mean, I liked it. I liked Chloe's bit. It's just like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really. Yeah. Listen to Gunner. To be fair, I think there's one song I know that he's on on his song called "Drip Too Hard" that I've heard. Like, oh, I love that one. song. Yeah, but um, besides that song, I don't think I've listened to him too much. So again, another album for me to deep dive into properly at some point. Yo, but onto major, major, major news, like <laughs> the biggest news story of this week in my eyes, and of the whole past like couple years, is Britney Spears verse. Her whole family, basically, but in particular, <laughs> in particular, her whole <laughs> she, she's beefing her family now, now that she's free. Yeah, her Instagram posts are actually wild. Um, she's been moving, well, not as mad as like Jesse was moving, like when we were talking about Jesse months ago, but she's moving interestingly. <laughs> I don't want to say I bad, I understand it though. Like, she's free, like, she's, she's basically like telling her family to piss off. Yeah, you'd <laughs> be cussing them out like every other day. Like, they kept her trapped for all this time, so yeah, like, I get with it. But anyway, this week in particular, her sister Jamie Lynn Spears, I think she's got a new book or something coming out, mm. and she did a, an interview, um, like to do with the book. But obviously, they're gonna ask about Britney. That's like yeah. the main topic that they're gonna ask about, obviously. Um, and she basically just said that Britney, she didn't say it in those words, but she basically said that Britney is lying about everything about her family. And, like, whatever she says is, like, just for the gram. And that, you know, Jamie still loves her and she tried to speak to her and tried to reach out to her. And Brittany basically just, like, clapped back and was just like, no. <laughs> she was just like, no, that's not true. <laughs> like, my, um, she's basically trying to disown her family in, in a way that's, like, kind of... She's doing it publicly, but I, th- but I think it's literally because she's been so, like cooped up and trapped and like not free basically for all this time so now that she's kind of becoming her own person I think that she's kind of becoming a bit more um what's the word like loose on social media because obviously the because the reason why she's free is the whole free the free Britney movement Mm -hmm. so I feel like she feels like really connected with her like fans and stuff and like people around the world so I think her expressing her, her feelings through like Instagram and social media I think it's just a way to be it's just to show that she's like I can't put it into words but do you know what I mean like she's just trying to show that she's um like all this time it wasn't because you know when people used to say that she was crazy and yeah she was having this meltdown and you know all this time she's trying to show that it wasn't her it was her family who were like controlling her controlling her yeah. and like making her seem to be this person that she wasn't so I'm, I'm kind of here for it to be honest yeah I just hope that she gets the justice she justice she deserves she deserves yeah I'm happy for her because obviously she's 40 now um which is so mad to me because I remember like being younger and that hit me baby one more time coming on tv all the time so the fact that she's been controlled for so many years of her life is wild so as you said like I think it's one of those things you know like, if you control like a child <clears throat> You don't let them do certain things. When they have the freedom, they kind of go wild. So, like, if you told a child that they can't go out, they can't 
I don't know, do certain things when they have the freedom to do so. Like when they go to uni, that's why so many people go mad when they go to uni. They just do whatever they want anyway. So I feel like it's that kind of thing. She's been controlled for so long, and now she's free. So she's gonna post what she wants. She can wear what she wants. She can eat what she wants. She exactly. can have a baby when she wants to because they put her on birth control and had a that thing on her arm. That I thing. know that's so crazy. That's, that American law system is a bit wild to me because I feel like they can implement so many things. Like I didn't know that you could even have a con. So what was it called? called? What's it called? Yeah, conservatorship yeah. or whatever, like that. And then the fact that she's like over the age of like eighteen plus, she's been over. They've been doing it for so long. It's just like I understand when she was young and you you want to protect her, so to speak. But to have control over her life into her late thirties is just wild. Even her sons at one point were speaking out about their mum and stuff on social media, and I think they probably got told off about it, but. Yeah, it's just wild. But I'm happy that she's free and I'm, I'm disappointed in, in Zoe 101. I'm going to just call her <laughs> because that's how I knew her. And yeah. everyone used to like that show, but she's disappointed me because I feel like in terms of right and wrong, no matter how old you are, she's in her 30s herself. So she's a bit older than us. Like, you know what's right and wrong pertaining to your sister and whether or not, you know, she was at one point maybe having a bit of a breakdown or whatever. You support your sibling. You don't just fired off her coattail with the parents or her dad or whoever it was or her mum I think they were all involved I think they were all into they're all in the throw them all in the bin Zoe and her family please so I don't blame her apparently um, Britney's net worth was it's supposed to be like 600 million or something like that Mm. Um, but apparently like because obviously her dad was in control of all all her money and stuff but apparently like it's all the way down to like 60 million now I think it's 60 million one zero off yeah Oh, I mean, it's still a lot of money, but I mean, it's like, where did no, he? What did he do um, with the rest? Exactly, he, yeah. he must have just squandered that money because where is it? <laughs> yeah, that's just crazy. How, how can you just like leech your daughter's money like that? And what do you do with all that money anyway? Like, what can you possibly spend? Like, I, if you give me that much money, I wouldn't even know what to do with all of it. You know, it's what I mean? so wild. And the thing, like, the things when you think about all the things that she wasn't allowed to do, like she wasn't even allowed to drive a car, like, and she wasn't allowed to like be on social media she wasn't allowed to do anything i just can't imagine like what she did for most of her days and like her family are just sitting there watching her just like struggle yeah and they would like force like what medications on her and all kinds of other things as well which oh, is crazy crazy but i don't know man sometimes the industry sounds a bit like i don't know yeah sometimes your own family can just you know be enemies of progress clearly and i think this is an example of did you know that apparently um as well i was watching something and apparently that um, when she, because she can actually, she could actually sing. Because you know that video on, on Instagram when she was, <laughs> when she was hitting them notes. <laughs> Did you see it? Yeah, she was. Um, what? Ah! Yeah, they added it to. Um, <laughs> someone added it, edit, edited it, and added it to Lady Marmalade. <laughs> 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 Internet is crazy. Honestly, sends me every single time. But um, yeah. So apparently, when she first came out, that um, that baby voice, you know, that hit. I can't even do it. The hit me, baby, one more time. You know that 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 baby voice that she did. Yeah. For most of her career, they like made her. They forced her to do that. Yeah, because she used to like she was on the Mickey Mouse Club when she was younger, and like her, like Ryan Gosling, Justin Timberlake, um, Christina Aguilera. A lot of like sl- young celebrities were on that club, and they would all got their start from there singing on there. And she like used to sing like very soulfully. I would even say like yeah. So as you said, the baby voice being something that they they said that she would run with, but she had a bit more depth to her voice than the yeah. It's just funny that that's the direction that they pushed her in, and like she clearly wanted to show that there's more to her. But now, yeah, I don't know. She's going to make music or not, but we'll see. I think it was before, I don't even know, but before the Circus album, I believe, she wanted, I think she actually recorded a whole album, but it was like stripped back and it was like, she, she was singing about her life, basically. Yeah. Her personal life and whatever. And the label basically said, no, 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 no. <laughs> There's no baby, no. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't. So they made her um, record the Circus album and that's not, and that was like completely different to what she wanted to do. So like, they didn't want her to be this relatable, like, personal person. They didn't want her to be a personal album because then she'll be, like, singing about all the things that, you know, she was going through. And they just wanted her to be, like, this, like, poster, pin-up girl, pop girl, basically. Mm. And they're so sad when you think about it. Like, they basically just molded her into this robot. 
that they wanted to make money off, pretty much. And and the fact that her family was involved with that is just sickening. Yeah, she's such a machine, though. Obviously, like she's obviously paid so many people over the last few years as well. So it's, it's wild to think that. Besides her family, there's been many others, I'm sure, that were riding off her coattails and leeching off of her money. So then I kind of think it makes sense that her dad squandered or has squandered so much money off hers because it's not just been him spending it. He's been paying this person for this and that person to do this and this person yeah. to keep her sedated and that person to do this and, and whatnot. So it makes sense. And for um, he's she's been under this for a long time as well. So yeah. 13 years. Like, yeah. Think. So I'm glad she's free. Imagine being controlled most of your life since you were 27. Love it. Do you think um, without the Free Britney movement, do you think that her dad would have given up the conservatorship? Mm, no, I think sometimes social media campaigns can be helpful and bringing things to social media can be helpful. So although people say like leave our social media, I think it brings some sort of awareness to situations. So that's what I think that's really important. So without that, I don't think it would have been as instrumental. I think there wouldn't have been. I don't know if there, I think there was probably petitions and stuff and people like you know. There was so much. Doing a lot. It really did help, I think. Yeah, I agree. So I think it did definitely help, to be honest. What do you think she should do like, going forward, though? Do you think she should just live her life as she's wanted to? Or do you think she'll be interested in making music? Or what do you think? I think that she might be. She might make music, but I don't think that she should. I think she should just like enjoy being free, enjoy her life. She's, mm. she's got enough money to live off. Yeah. Um, and... I think that she should just enjoy it because she's gonna get. She's no, she's engaged. Yeah, she's engaged. Um, so she just she should just enjoy her new marriage and just like just enjoy her life and just continue being. Cause she obviously she seems so happy now. Yeah. Um, but you know, if she wants to make music, that's fine. I just hope that if she did does make music, then hopefully she makes the music that she's always wanted to make, rather than just like the you know the the pop machine that she was before. Um, and I hope that her fans, if, if she does decide to make something that's completely different to what we're used to, I hope her fans, like, don't berate her to release things that she's done before. Because I know, you know, this type of fans who are like, oh, no, I don't like any stuff. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, give us the old stuff. Yeah. It's just like, let her live. Let her be. <laughs> she's got how many albums? Like, you don't need it. We don't even need new Britney music. Like, her music is iconic already, so. Yeah. She's, like, right, she's basically like a Mariah. Like, we don't need new music. Like, the catalogue is already good. Yeah, she's definitely, like, made her stamp in music, so... And, you know, the fans always, like, want to complain about, oh, we want this sound, we want that sound, or whatever. But, like, if they really gave us the same thing that they had been doing for the last how many years, would we really be happy with it? Sometimes I wonder, like, do you want to hear work again, Mariana? Do you, do you want to hear... I mean, you wouldn't mind, yes. No. But... <laughs> I know you were thinking, oh, well, actually, I wouldn't mind work, work 2.0, but... <laughs> But no, realistically speaking, like, do we not want our artists and our favourite people to like produce different types of music and experiment with their sounds? And you know what I mean? Maybe not stray too far away if they already have experimented, but you know, that you want something different. You don't want the same same beats and same same do you? I don't know. Like No. I mean I'm I I I'm not that sort of person. I, I like when artists try something different. I don't mm. find it like I don't find it to be a problem at all. I think it's it's just natural. You don't want to keep doing the same thing it gets boring i wouldn't want to sing the same same songs over and over or the same type of songs over and over if i was a singer so exactly yeah. it's like oh, you said yeah. just like you said if if you stray too far then i get it you know because i mean if you're an r&b artist and then you like what does that start doing like i don't know like country music i knew you were going to say country you know i would <laughs> say country as well but i feel like it's just it's the furthest thing away from it like so in my head although it shouldn't be because i feel like country has like a bit of you know, a bit of soul to it sometimes, but that's true. yeah, but I thought country too. That's what's gonna come out of my head. So when you said that, I was like, yeah, I was thinking that too. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of country as well, sorry, random interjects in the interview. K Michelle like is venturing into country music. I was literally just thinking about K Michelle in my head. And yeah. Mooney Money Long also like wrote a lot of country hits for people, which I found out from her interview too. So like, and I think she had a country either album or a couple country singles. So she was also down that route of country music. So the black folk are, you know, really experimenting. Although country is a genre that I think black people have previously experimented with. But mm-hmm. obviously now it's a more of a you know Southern American, like Caucasian yeah. type of genre, maybe dominated. So that's fair. Because obviously R and B is also like a black genre, black dominated genre. So yeah. That's I mean, what I, want to. I don't think I've actually ever 
even like like looked or specifically seeked out to listen to a country song yeah <laughs> like if i've heard a country song it's probably just randomly on the radio or something or i don't know not the radio but you know just a randomly somewhere rather than like i never like look for it on spotify or or there's that one song that was like massive a few years ago by some american guy i can't remember how it even goes um but it was like number one i think um i think he was on he, he might have been an american idol oh uh, maybe maybe he was the winner or something i can't remember but anyway there was just one country song that i listened to yeah. I you know the country but i always see is like keith urban miranda lambert and um there's one guy that was a judge on um the voice and he goes up with gwen stefani whatever uh, blake sheridan or yes him those are the names i think of when i think about country music and then Kerry Underwood as well has like dove into country. Yeah. I guess. So yeah, there she comes to mind too. But um yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of like up and coming black country singers though. Like little obviously Lil Nas had his run in country. I guess he's more pop now anyway, generally. But he had that one country song. You can't really call him a country. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he he had the horses in the back, okay. That's that's that <laughs> I got one. the horses in the bike. <laughs> that was such a fun song. There's also sorry, random again. There's another country song I like called um Get up by some guy called Blanco Brown, and if he, he remixed it with Sierra, people. I love that. Yeah, song. <laughs> <laughs> look at us listening to the same music and not even knowing about I don't it. Know how it goes. I used to love that song. Yeah, I love that, like how she flipped her one two step in it, and I like the chorus. It's so fun. I might listen to that when we get up That's fun. I love that. But getting back onto topic, Bop or not, Chris Brown's iffy. Are we feeling it? Are we not? Are we iffy about it? What are we saying? I'm not iffy. I know you're iffy, but I'm not. I love that song. It's a bop to me. You know what? I think I listened to it like a couple more times, like at least eight times in the last 24 hours. And I think I like it. It. I like the fact he's back now. And I generally like most things that Chris Brown puts out. I don't think I've ever, there's a bad Chris Brown song or project. Maybe like not as popular as the others. I don't really like... um. Fame came out first, in it? Fortune was the more, like, dancey. Pop. Yeah. I didn't Fame like... was more, like... No, well, I guess... No, no, I think, yeah, Fortune was more dancey. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I don't really like that one as much, to be honest. But, um... Fame was good, though. Fame had um, Beautiful People. Now. And it had um, Look At Me Now. Yeah. And something else. I can't remember, I can't remember what was on there, to be honest. But I... I well, maybe... Was she at you on that one? Or was that on another one? That was on Fortune, maybe. Mm. I don't know. Just, I don't okay, know. well, either way, yeah, I prefer. What's my point? Yeah, there's not really a bad project. <laughs> Chris no. Brown doesn't put out bad music. It sounds like typical Chris Brown to me, though. Like, I expect it reminds me of like Go Crazy and like Party and them kind of like upbeat songs that he has. But Transformia. Yeah, I can transform you and that kind of thing. But it at least doesn't sound exactly the same, if that makes sense. And plus, you've got so much music out, it's difficult to not have a music sound somewhat similar. So I like it. I'm not going to lie. It's a good song. It's cool. And the video is um, mad um, cool as well. So, yeah. Yeah, I love I like, like, re- oh, To be honest, I always like a Chris Brown video. He does put effort into them. <clears throat> he does. He makes good videos. Him and Sierra, like, they're such good dancers, but they make yeah. their videos way more engaging. But I was going to say, like, I think collectively, we're all kind of over that phase where we pretended like we didn't listen to Chris Brown music. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was in that phase of pretending. <laughs> I did. Sorry, you're on your own there, mate. I was not in that category of pretend. I was still listening to him, please. <laughs> From way back, I did not boycott. I was still, please, he's still been in my rotation and my iPod till this day. Me, I was boycotting. (laughs) Hello, well, what kind of boycott is that? Half-hearted boycott. Half-hearted boycott. (laughs) (laughs) Listening in silence and in your privacy. He he literally makes good music. You can't deny it. No, he does. Definitely. He's very talented. And I think everyone makes mistakes at the end of the day. So, like, obviously the whole Rihanna situation happened. Um, it wasn't good, yes. They both were, you know, responsible for whatever parts they both played in it. But I feel like she forgave him. And I think we spoke about this before. So Multiple, like, it, multiple it, times. Yeah, and they made music songs after and stuff. And I think the only reason that they stopped, like, you know, connecting as they did is because she didn't want to send a bad example to her fans that if somebody does, you know, hit you and stuff, that you do get back with them and stuff. So I think that's what made her, like separate from that situation because i feel like people will be like oh well you know 
Rihanna was abused by her partner and she went back to him. So it's okay for me to do the same thing. So I think that was a, a more of the instrumental reason why she decided to not, you know, continue the relationship that they had, whether it was a romantic one or friendship afterwards. But anyway, yeah, so she forgave him anyway. And so her fans and other people can also do the same thing. Like we can't always, you can't hold people's past against them all the time. You know what I mean? People are allowed to grow and they make mistakes. And he was really young there, not justifying it in any way, but they were both young. You know, see you good in love, as Rihanna would say. This is do. Um, I was gonna say something, but I completely went out of my head. <laughs> so annoying. Um, Sorry, it happens. What was I gonna say? Oh, it was it was the um because you the other day you compared it you said that it has it's like a mashup of uh, go crazy and transformer and oh, I yeah. think you said that I can't get out of my head when I listen to it. <laughs> I never remember saying that to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely sounds like go crazy. Like you can hear like the influence of yeah. He's definitely got this particular sound that he's going for. Um, he has. That's what I'm saying, and it's like you can tell that it's a Chris Brown. It's in tune with the rest of his songs now. It doesn't sound exactly the same, but it reminds me of those elements of the other songs, as you mentioned. So, yeah, I feel that too. Yeah. He's, uh, um, songs, like, they're, not, they're usually, like, top 20, aren't they? Yeah, like, at least. So, he's always going to have a hit. It will go platinum. Whether it even reaches top 40, it will be platinum before the next four months, even. So, he's good, man, honestly. Yeah, and it's a really good song. Yeah, I'm going to bump to that. It kind of makes me want to, like... Um, well, it reminds me of, you know, the time I think it was like around 2013 when mm. like Lawyer was Lawyer was out, mm. and like the clubs used to love that song. Um, yeah, there was another song he had that at the same time. I can't remember what it was, but like that around that era, it just reminds me of uni and like going out and stuff. So and that kind of just kind of I don't know why, but it just brings me back to that moment for some reason. Yeah, um, no, I feel you. Yeah, those good good moments. I love how music always has a like, memory associated with it as well. Yeah, it always brings you back to some sort of moment that you kind of forgot about. Yeah. Um, 2013, just randomly, is a, was actually a really good year for music. It was. I think a lot of good like music came out around then. And if like it didn't, there was that like, crossover from 2012 of the like, albums we released into the new year. So singles be released from those particular albums. So yeah. I agree. Good times. Good times. what we had. <sighs> But <laughs> speaking of new mu- music, we have I saw on Instagram, I think. Was it on Instagram? Somewhere I saw that Brandy is working on her new album. <clears throat> yes, I believe so. Um and her last album was B seven. Yes. And that was like twenty eighteen. I believe so. Or if not it was I feel like it was more recent, but I don't know. I think it's 2018. Yeah. Or 2019, maybe. Yeah. Either way, I that was not my favourite album of hers. Um, I liked Borderline, I think. And that, what's that song that was kind of... What was that song? What's, like, the most... Fa- like, the most... Like, the biggest song on the album? I think it was... Wasn't it Borderline or Baby Mama? Baby Mama. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know that was the first single. Yeah. Anyway, not my favorite album of hers. I liked a few songs. Um, I thought it was just really slow and really like, kind of like, um, sad, but not like not like sad, but like not because it was sad like, um, content wise, but sad because like, because it was just so like somber. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, so like <laughs> melody. Yeah, it was just like yeah. there was just no. It was just not very upbeat, and. Obviously, you don't think of R.B. when you think of Brandy. But, like, her album 2 and Ebony was so good. It was, like, one of my faves. And I think, again, because obviously her music was released at a time when we were, like, young. So, like, a lot of her songs were released when we were quite young. But, yeah, 2.11 was a time when we started uni. And I was I remember I bought it and I just... I love pretty much almost every single song. Wildest Dream is my fave. Yeah. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. I love that song. I think I liked No Such Thing As Too Late as one of my faves. Um, or I like put it down as a single as well. To be fair, you know what? Everyone drags that song, but I actually liked it. It was fun. I don't know why people don't like it when Brandy does up. I mean, you know, we said that people like we didn't hear, we didn't have anything upbeat from her last album. But like when she does faster songs, like no one they didn't like it. it. Yeah. Like Afro Dizzy, people were mad about back then. Saying that she's gonna be sexy. That is such a lot. 
she was 20 something plus you know what i mean she was like 24 or 23 like why can she not sing about aphrodisiacs and dance in the rain or water if she wants to <laughs> like, what's the problem what's you know i've just come to realize that like fans or people are just never happy they just are not happy about anything if you change or if you grow up they will complain oh your music doesn't sound the same yeah. if you do music that is so and so you they will complain they will find something to say all the time it's true it's so true and I'm not I, I didn't I'm not saying that I didn't like B7 because it was like different or whatever I'm just saying yeah. it just didn't really connect to me as yeah, much as like 211 did um, and for some reason it just kind kind of came across as like rushed in my, in my eyes I think so yeah I don't know it's just not really yeah it's just not my fave but um, we're ready for B8 I don't know. You know what? Just one thing about B7 as well. I thought I was, I also didn't really, it didn't resonate with me too much as well. I listened to the whole thing. But I don't know. I think it was because, you know, everyone calls Brandy the vocal bible. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, because she's an amazing singer. But like, I feel like she consciously made the effort to stack a lot of the vocals in this on the song. So there was lots of vocals stacking. And so, you know, like when she's like harmonizing and it's just like, I don't know how to explain it, but I could just tell she did that intentionally for a lot of the songs. Because that's what people say they love about Brandy's music—that she stacks her vocals and she, it will be very. I don't know how to describe. Yeah, I think it, but... I think I, I get what you mean. Yeah, it's got that. It's got that sound. Yeah, and I'm just like, it was. It's, a, it's okay. It's like it's enough because I know that she does it on a lot of her songs and whatever. But like every every single song was like yeah, backed yeah. with like extra vocals, and then the harmonies were just thick, and everything was hit. And I was just like, this is like what people yeah, say they like about. It. Yeah, it's literally but every yeah. song doesn't need to be like that. We want fun. If you burn it down, like, like you know, upbeat as well. Like, it doesn't all need to be slow. But I don't guess yeah, she's independent right now too, so she's doing her own thing and yeah. the music she probably wants to make. So, because when I listen to an yeah. album, obviously I do like slow songs and I do vibe with like a few, you know, those like mellow R and B kind of songs. I love yeah. them, but I just can't listen to like a whole album. It kind of it'll put me to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. Though. I don't really like. Like I like a bit of a mix, you know what I mean? I mean, Sad Girl R&B or Sad Boy R&B is cool, but, like, not the whole project, you know what I mean? There has to be something upbeat. Even Mary J. Blige, she will have, you know, slow, sad songs, but there will also be, like, some, you know, some funky, upbeat songs there, which she's always been good at balancing that whole thing, so. Yeah. Balance, please, balance. Also, so, apparently, like, they're going to do, she's going to do a collaboration with Mariah Carey. Yeah, so like on Twitter, I saw that. Um, oh, I don't know if it was Twitter, but Brandy some said somewhere they basically finally worked together, so they recorded together. And she just said that she was happy to receive Mariah's direction in the studio. Mariah was telling her to re-record this and to do this and to sing like this, and she was happy to just follow all the instructions. So it's nice to see because I know that they've like they've always bigged each other up for the last twenty plus years, almost thirty years of Brandy's career. Um, so, yeah, it'll be nice to hear as well. I can imagine it being, um, I think Mariah Carey, as we all know, is good at reinventing herself, so. Queen. It'll be, yes, it'll be nice to hear, like, what they come up with together. I'm sure it'll be modernised and very silky vocals and the harmonies and everything will just be top-notch. You know, one thing about Mariah is that if she doesn't like you, she does not like you, but if she if she rides for you, she really does ride for you. She does, and that's why I really appreciate the fact that she's, like, she's that kind of transparent person. She doesn't like you, as you said. So you can tell she doesn't like Jennifer Lopez and people like Madonna. <laughs> and it's okay. She They're very aware. They don't have to be friends. They don't have to, you know, associate. But when she does like you, she really will, you know, big you up and mm. speak about how she likes you and respects you. So also, I Mariah doesn't really feature much. No. Not really. The only one of the only features I even remember of her that comes to mind is the one with The Weeknd. The Weeknd, uh, The Dream, goodness. Not The Weeknd. My love. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me what you know about my love, my love. That song. Yeah. And I guess they worked together like around that time anyway for maybe her stuff. So I think that's why they she did that for he left, you know, that when they when you work on an artist and they do one song for an album and do another song for your album, that kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah. But you're right, no, she's not that featured. But she's got so many songs that that she has time to be featuring all her 20 million hits and honestly <laughs> it's not even an exaggeration. <laughs> Literally separated by decades. Goodness gracious. That's so crazy that she's like, honestly, like, it's three decades. No, four, wait. No, three decades. Yeah. She's in her fourth decade. Yeah. She's, oh my God, that's so crazy. She's had a number one every um decade. 
since she started. So over four, basically four year, a four year span. Oh my god, she's so wild. Do you think she'll get another number one? I think what I want for Christmas will be number one for every year until. But I mean, apart dies. from that, do you think she'll get another number one? Oh, um, I don't know. You know what? I can't. I won't say no because I feel like she's, as we said, she's good at reinventing herself. So one day. She might have another emancipation. I can't say that word properly. Emancipation. <laughs> emancipation. I can't say the word. You know what I'm trying to say. That e word mean a uh, moment, and then she might come back with another smash with Jermaine Dupri or something. So I won't count her out ever, to be honest. No, not at all. Yep. Not at all. Speaking of like counting people out, Normani, new music, 2022. We said this like um. I feel we said this in that episode when we're talking about what we want for 2022, right? Yeah. So I'm really expecting... I mean, let me not put pressure on her because I know that she will deliver in her own time span and whatever. But yeah, I'm excited for her new music. She previewed something in her car the other day and it sounds nice. And she's been, she'd been doing interviews and she said she's recorded like up to like three albums worth of music. And she just said some things like it's been... She sometimes gets in her own way and it's not always the label. But she also said that she, yeah, she said a lot of things, to be honest. So I'm just waiting for her new music. And I just want to support and stream that and show her that we are here. And I'm excited, but um, I'm going to need some consistency because I'm kind of, and I'm not the only one, we're kind of just losing interest a little bit because there's such a, there's, there's too much of a gap between her songs. Yeah. And you can't, you can't just drop a bang man, like a banging video and then just disappear for like, it's been like six months now. I know. You know, it's the consistency thing that mm-hmm. is a bit of an issue sometimes with some musicians. But, yeah, I mean, I'm seeing her do a lot of TV appearances and stuff. So I hope that she... I think she's trying to open up to people a bit more and be more, you know, connect with more with her fans and th- let them know her a bit more by doing all these interviews and speaking about, like, you know, what she likes and how she came about in the industry and who she looks up to. And so she was getting small glimpses of her personality through that so i guess that's one part of it because obviously she's dropping good music but we don't really know much about her yeah that's the problem and also her her former bandmates are just being way more consistent than her like they're dropping music like 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 nobody's business not gonna EPs lie though, no one's really listening and, to it uh, i said not gonna lie no one's really listening to it uh, excuse me <laughs> it's just you <laughs> lauren has bop more than that is bop and um what's her name Dana James. <laughs> Look at you. What's her name? <laughs> <laughs> that is what I told me about the song yesterday. So what's her name? As well. I really forgot her name. Wow. I'm screaming. I feel like they're all, yeah, they're like, but then the thing is, she's got the spotlight on her because she's the, she's got the support of the urban community just instantly, just yeah. because. So but that's why it's like. With the urban community, they love to big up. Um, like these artists on Instagram and stuff, and like, yeah. like, oh, fire, fire, oh my god, you're, you're slaying, oh my god. And these are the last people that will buy the music or stream the music or <laughs> support the music. So, stop, leave your comments, we don't want them. <laughs> we, we need the streams, not the comments. It's true, yeah. We, love, we literally love to put someone on a pedestal and not support them. It's- I know because people were bigging them up and how they look amazing, but then it's like, there's this, they have this big platform on Instagram and it's nice that you love her pictures and like and reshare her. But when it comes to her music, can you also have the same energy, please? Yes. Thank you. Because exactly. we have work to be done. Come, we need, we need fans like Adele. They will ride for that bitch. <laughs> 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 like, they pick her up and they buy her music and they stream her music. So, you know, I just feel like we need to do better as fans. Yeah. I think it's not even difficult now, but you know, before it would be like you have to buy the song, and like you might not be have money because you might be in school or college, you know what I mean, to be buying albums that are £10 and you get like what EMA money or whatever the situation is, and that's like £10 of your 30 gone or whatever. So now it's like you just have to stream, so it's even easier, you know what I mean? I mean, exactly. you just play it a few times, you pay for the subscription, and then you play it in you know, in your own time, so it's probably easier now, although obviously streaming. Buying a song would probably make more of an impact, but you know, not everybody has the means to lose, lose funds to be buying singles here and there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That is true. Speaking of, actually, no, that's not even a segue. Let's just go into it. <laughs> 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 speaking of, <laughs> speaking of what? There's no segue. I'm screaming. 
They both started with N. That's what I'm screaming. You're about to try and make something work there. Nah, G. You know what? You know what? Um... <laughs> That's funny. I love that. What is wrong with me? Um, so I saw that Nia, he did an interview with, um, I think it's like Grape Juice. <clears throat> mm. Sorry. Um, he wants, he basically is just saying that he wants to go back to like a time where R&B was a bit more, I guess soulful is the word. Yeah. Or emotional, I would say. Um, and I mean, I don't think that, do you think, do you think it's that R&B has changed? Because I still think that the subject matter is kind of the same. Yeah, I mean, love's always going to be the subject matter of r and It's just depending on how you phrase it, to be honest. And I think he also said that people like will say, you're my bitch or you're my bitch, instead of like, I love, like, you know, oh, so like, yeah. I love you or you're my girl or something like that. So yeah. that's what he was saying as well. But um, I don't know. I feel like with time, things change. So like, even in reference to Neo, like, there was a time period where he wasn't really making R&B music only. He was experimenting. So I think it's a, we're in a phase of where, like, you know, the topics are potentially toxic because a lot of people, like, it's not all lovey-dovey in life as well. Let's be honest. Like, people have toxic relationships. And I think, like, people like Scissor and Summer have highlighted, the, and even Brent Fayers have highlighted, like, the toxic mm-hmm. relationships that males and females have. So I think that there's a there's been a change in terms of the subject matter, essentially, because it's not all, like, lovey-dovey. Because I think pre like neo's time and like it's always like i mean it's always about how love makes you feel you know sick or like you're tired of loving like this or it's always something lovey-dovey but it could be a sad message whereas now it's like love sucks you know people ain't shit um i cheated on this person last week three times and now now that you say that yeah i see that now it's true it's true I, i get i guess i get what he means yeah, and it's what makes people feel though, because people resonate with that. Like people resonate with Summer Walker stuff, because a lot of people have situations with partners and baby mums and baby dads that don't pull their weight. So mm-hmm. it's not like you know, some people still make the lovey dovey R and B. I just can't think of anybody right now, but I'm sure they do. So yeah, I'm sure they do, but <laughs> like you said, I can't think of it. Right now, I'm just not really right there right now, to be honest. So it's okay, and if we don't at the moment, it's okay because we have the sexy love from Neo and we have Because of You and we have all these songs that just glorify love, you know? So it's alright. <laughs> His um, whole thing back then was that basically. So I get, I guess he's kind of speaking for himself. Yeah. Um, he kind of, I guess he's kind of trying to say that he wants to go back to his old style because music, like yeah. you said, he was experimenting for a while. Which, you know, sometimes it didn't really work, but yeah, I mean, I honestly don't think, because, you know, we have Summer Walkers, we have scissors, scissors, and we have all those people, like, speaking about, like, the toxicity of love. I feel yeah. like if someone, like, I don't know, if someone wants to come back and start, I don't know, singing about their, like, I don't know, their, their what's it called? Like, the, them being in love and things. I just don't think it will really do well in today's market. Ah, let me pull you up, my G. What about Mooney? Oh, that's true. <laughs> I just thought about her. I was just like, that, that's a light love song, essentially, isn't it? It's about talking about that's true. Yeah. somebody and wanting to spend time with them hours and hours, and you could spend all the time. You know what I mean? It's a love song, essentially. So, although I know he probably recorded this before this song blew up, probably, but like the timing is like funny because it's like this song is actually blowing up right now. So, there's still an appetite for I guess so, yeah, that true. kind of music, I guess. But it's as you said, balance, isn't it? It's all about balance. We can't. People will make love songs. People will make songs about love is toxic. Like nobody's wrong in the middle of the day, you know. So yeah, yeah. there's truth in all these things. But I don't know. Are you going to be checking for new new music? I mean, I'll give it a go. To be honest, because why not? I mean, yeah. I'm. You know, my new reservation is to try and listen to everything. You know, at least you've been doing at least well. once. What is it? You've been doing well so far. I'm trying. Honestly, it's difficult. You really you be having these funky songs at the weekends. I'm just like, I'm trying to get through this 80s album with your synth pop beats. And it's it's 10 o'clock at night. And I'm like, how many songs have I got to go through left? <laughs> and I get to the bottom of May. And I get to the bottom and I'm like, okay, I can, I can actually hear songs that I actually like now. So I'm like, okay, cool. We got there. But yeah, nah, man, it's, it's not easy. But I'm opening my musical, you know is to everything now so yeah anything you're listening to at the moment what what am i listening to at the moment moment? um i'm really just vibing with mooney long 
Like, oh, really? she's just really just doing it for me, I think. Yeah. And also, I'm just really into <laughs> Little Mix. <laughs> you love a Little Mix. Nah, these these girls, they had deep hits, man. I know. You know what? It's my pop bag. I know. And I'm interested to see how they will do separately when they do their different things as well. Man. As they're branching off into their different solo careers. But I feel like they will still be friends. I definitely think they will definitely be friends. And they will have a good relationship. They're going to be like, I feel like how Beyonce, Kelly and Michelle are. I think they'll have that sort of... Yeah. Especially two of them had kids at the same time. I feel like they're bonded forever because they were pregnant at the same time. And that's something that not a lot of people can say about their friends. So... Nice yeah. to share that moment together. Yeah, definitely. So I'm here so for... this is, sorry, this is just to end it here. This is a random story, but I don't know if you've heard about Drake <laughs> and this whole hot sauce thing. Yeah, I'm not mad at him to be honest. If if you like, <laughs> why are you trying to put his um excrements, front ways excrement into your your private areas? You want his baby? You want Adonis part two? Please leave the poor man alone. I beg. No, don't <laughs> want to have a baby with you because he, he used protection and you're going to go and put his his jizz juice yeah. in your vagina. You're right. So if you guys don't know, I'm just gonna quickly sum it up. Is basically Jake hooked up with this Insta model. Insta model. <laughs> oh, she is Insta model. <laughs> Job title. Um, Insta model. And she, so they hooked up, and she kind of just came out of this statement about for some reason she was really just like going, like making sure that people knew that he did give consent, which I found really weird. Not weird, but like she just really honed into that one bit of information. Anyway, um, so apparently, like he obviously had a he used a condom and whatever, and he um no she went to the bathroom after and basically wanted to put it inside of her to try and try and make herself pregnant with Jake's baby. <laughs> I put hot sauce. <laughs> you put hot sauce in it. <laughs> she says she put it on there. She just felt fire. <laughs> she said she just felt fire. And first of all I just want to ask like why did Jake have hot sauce in the bathroom? No, honestly like because would he not have had to like go to the I thought he would have to it. But maybe he just left it there because he knew that he was going to do it instantly. Because if he had gone to get it from the bathroom, she would have used the opportunity to st- stick it up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe that's why he keeps it there. But but apparently she wants to see. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to hold in court to be honest. Because no, because she was in the wrong. Yeah, she and I'm sure the judge would see like that. She was. That yeah. was. That's what she was trying to do. Was mad. Yeah. <laughs> like that's mad, and um, I don't. Yeah, like you said, I don't think it's going to hold up into court but I just I always kind of made me think about the crazy lengths that these people go through just to be having these celebrities babies like mm. that's just so wild to me but like I kind of it's good on Jake too <laughs> that's obviously it's not his first radio <laughs> yeah he said no not again you're not catching me slipping like, no. no way <laughs> I don't I don't even blame him I was laughing I thought when I saw it I was thinking is this real like I saw it on Facebook someone's screenshot like an Instagram person, and I just thought it was a joke. So then, when I saw like the blog start posting it, I was like, I "Swear down, I'm not mad." I thought it was a joke it. too, but it's like a whole thing. Big <laughs> like, boys up one nil, yeah. so I'm not. Mad good on him, girls. Don't be doing this. It's, that's that's wild. That's crazy. Yeah, man. it's not that deep for child support, and I mean, I know that she'll have money till she, the child is eighteen. But seriously, find another way to come up. Yes, yes. But that brings us to the end. I think of our roundup. Zero. Been, oh, crazy! Not crazy. It's been a. It's actually been quite a slow week, but um, mm-hmm. been good. We got yeah. things to look forward to. Yep. To look forward to. Let's update the playlist. Is there um, you guys will probably know, but now we have a playlist on Spotify called the Radio Playlist. Um, each week we add an old school, and new school song to the playlist, and we alternate who adds what each week. Yes. Yep. And this week, it's my turn to add the new song. So my song for the week is going to be... I feel like it's just right to add Chris Brown Iffy because we spoke yeah. about it. So I'm going to add Chris Brown Iffy. So good choice. That. Good choice, good choice. What about you? I'm going to add um, a bop from the Queen herself that has really had me in a show called this week. And that is Dream Lover by Mariah Carey. Okay. And that song has really just been on repeat in my car. On the way home, <laughs> honestly, I don't do know why. Any Mariah in the playlist? We don't, do we? 
Um, no, I think this is the first one. Mm. And there's many, many songs that we could add of Mariah's on there. Mm. Sure How Dream Lover? So Dream Lover has been a song you've been playing like more. Yeah, recently. I don't know why. It just really like it's just really grabbed me. I like the the whistle note shit that she does in the chorus. Mm. And um, I really love like old school Mariah. She's a mood. Yeah. Can't lie. Mm. But um, yeah, so that's Dream Lover by, by Mariah Carey and Iffy by Christopher Brown. Brown? <laughs> Brown. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, apart from that, thanks guys for giving us the support. We really appreciate it. Um, and make sure you keep um, give us some ratings on Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. Give us five stars. Please, thank you. <laughs> and also follow us on uh, Instagram at the Rating Podcast. We post like different videos throughout the week and things. So yeah, keep us engaged with you guys. And follow my um, personal Instagram at Olivade. And I'm at Carl CNN. Almost forgot, but yes. I'm dead. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, apart from that, um, I guess we will speak at you next week. Yes. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.